Welcome to the GNO podcast. There are a lot of beliefs, opinions, and values out there, and nailing down yours can be tricky. Join us as we explore and discuss a variety of topics to help us figure out who we are, decide who we want to become, and learn how to best support each other along the way. We are live. Welcome to the GNO podcast. Welcome, guys. Do we introduce ourselves in the jingle? Like in the intro? Have we already done that? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm that's throwing a great it off. Question. But I just like, I just, I just felt like I needed to be like, and I'm your host, Olivia oh. DeHart. Yeah, I guess we never do that. Do I not say something I about like know. the three of us? I think you say join us as we explore and discuss. Join but you Catherine Compo, Olivia. Yeah. You don't say our names. I don't, I don't think. It was just so long ago or that we look, recorded that. Episode. And we're like on episode like. 15 200 oh yeah like 15 oh, <laughs> well you probably know who we are if you're listening to this podcast yeah but maybe it is helpful to introduce ourselves i don't know i'm Some, olivia we've heard i'm Catherine, <laughs> and i'm courtney we've heard though that s- some of our voices sound similar to different people so they might be confused as to yeah. who's speaking <laughs> maybe they just think one person it has multiple personalities. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. Just <laughs> talking the whole time. Just the one person. No, Very there are talented. three of us. We are real and sitting together in this blanket fort we've created to mask the <laughs> the noise of the microphones. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing we've done. Courtney and I were saying earlier that they need to have pop-up podcast situations oh like, like a work like a shared working on the go kind of thing? yeah yeah like a mm-hmm. yeah that's Pop-up smart mm-hmm. yeah like, like little tiny homes of, that are like recording studios <laughs> well i was picturing like, like those a, tents that like you a box throw. or something yeah. yeah like you yeah <laughs> oh, i can't oh, I like get a trailer hitch <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was thinking like shared workspaces like you know where you can like rent space for a day oh. or an hour or whatever like you rent a podcast studio like that is like a sound studio or whatever like we work, but like not yeah, yeah. is bad. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Well, um, today we are <laughs> going to talk about how to not do all the things because we have all found ourselves in seasons recently slash maybe like most of our lives. <laughs> I don't know um, where we felt like we were just constantly doing things. Mm. Um, I know I've, come in and out of seasons like that and I'm coming out of a big one right now um I was recently studying for my professional and human resource certification and yes uh and waking up early and like studied two hours a day and was also trying to buy a car which it's not a good time to buy really anything right now but definitely a car (laughs) and then trying to sell a car and trying to manage all these things and settling into a new job and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. supporting a husband in grad school (laughs) and so um and the leaves are falling so it just kind of all hit in the Mm. same season because I have to blow the leaves all the dang time (laughs) but yeah just feeling exhausted and feeling like things never get done and like I can't live up to all the expectations of the world and of Mm -hmm. people I don't know. Have y'all felt that way? Yeah. I mean, truthfully, I am sitting in that right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we, when Olivia, Catherine, and myself even just got here and we were just talking and catching up, we kind of do that 
you know, at the start of every podcast mm-hmm. record recording time. Um, and yeah, you all both noted and we're just like, court, you seem down, you know, and I think I'm just tired. Um, and not just like a physical exhaustion. I just feel emotionally tired, mentally tired, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, physically tired, you know, all of the above. And I don't, know if there's any one particular reason right now as Mm -hmm. to why I think I just feel this overarching just weight of life you know um of going to work and doing all all of that and then also family and then navigating all of these other things on the side and and I don't mean it in like a woe is me let me just complain about all of these things but it's definitely heavier in certain seasons and I feel the weight of it more in different seasons. And so I also think it's fair and okay to acknowledge that. Yeah. Life just feels heavy and weighted right now and stressed and my eyes twitching constantly, which is annoying because I'm like, am I stressed or do I just need a banana or oh, both? Wait, what? You know, <laughs> cause when your eyes are twitching and stuff, people say like eat a banana for yeah. potassium, oh, you I know? Didn't know that. And it's like, I knew that for cramps. So I didn't know about eye twitching. Yeah. yeah. And so my okay. eyes and my uh, lip have been twitching. And so I'm like, your girl is stressed <laughs> and pressed. So <laughs> I need sleep or a banana. I don't know. I one do of both. One or the other. Just to be on the safe side. Yeah, yeah. Just to, and plenty of water. Eat so. the banana and then go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I've not heard that. Um, yeah. I mean, definitely can relate. I feel like, too, fall is just a busy time. I mean, you could argue every time of the year is busy, but fall just seems to be busy time for work and like you're coming to the end of a year and so all the things that go with that from a work setting and like year and stuff as well as the holidays are approaching and you know you're starting to plan for that and I think I can definitely relate um just feeling that exhaustion kind of overall like you said court and the mental and emotional exhaustion is very real mm-hmm. and takes a large toll on you and so I I can feel that with work and you know just managing a home and you know having to come home and like clean and cook and do all the things in your home when you just want to like lay down and sleep Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not do anything um and then prioritizing for me like prioritizing time with my husband and like being intentional with that and then getting our dogs exercise like that sometimes is a feat Mm -hmm. um and not wanting them to you know be locked up all day and then not get to go out or for a walk or whatever and yeah, it just seems like it all piles and then you kind of hit that point where you're like, oh my gosh, I just need to like collapse on a couch and do nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about is how mm-hmm. to do that, uh, which <laughs> is not fitting. easy, not easy for me for sure. Yeah. Well, I like what you both kind of said, like you said that you go until sometimes you just collapse and you had said that it's okay to acknowledge that there are seasons. Mm hmm. And it's so true. Like we know there are going to be seasons like this. We know life is going to come. The goal is not to just never, ever have stress because sometimes stress is going to produce something good. Sometimes it's going to help you build a a healthier relationship with someone or Mm -hmm. productivity, whatever. Yeah. Get Mm -hmm. my PHR or get a promotion. Which she passed by the way. Yeah, I did. did. Um, (laughs) Or like, like it's going to produce fruit sometimes, but it's really, really important to know when is that necessary? Mm -hmm. And then how do you reset? Because that's not something like I can accept that there's going to be a season mm-hmm. of stress, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to accept that that's just going to be like my, my life. life. That's a good distinction. So 
we decided to do some digging. Some deep dives. <laughs> some research. Yeah, deep dives, if <laughs> you will, dives. for live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I intentionally did not use that word, but... I know you didn't, <laughs> but I had to say it because I knew what you were referring to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I said digging, so... Yeah, and you looked at me. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, we have... Uh, fished out some gems from the internet from the dot coms and um we have found some things that we think would be kind of helpful so we're gonna actually just go around and share some of those things Mm -hmm. and who wants to kick it off courtney (laughs) giving me eyes I was. I mostly was like, you start it. (laughs) But no, totally fine. Um, My article is from 2019. And I know we're in 2021. Pretty much 2022. Last two years have felt like a blur. Yeah. um, (laughs) Which is wild. Um, I don't really know why I'm giving you guys the date of my article. But (laughs) it feels important. (laughs) It's still relevant. That's what I was doing. I'm going to talk about how it's still relevant. And (laughs) uh, so pretty much it is an article by the New York Times. And the title of the article is The Case for Doing Nothing. Mm. And it says, stop being so busy and just do nothing. Trust us. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay, I, I, I want to press into this. So that definitely caught my attention. But really, the whole article is circled behind this word that is called Nixon. And that it, it's a noun. And it's literally the Dutch art of doing nothing. Ooh, and so I was like, Dutch whoa, first art. off, it's an art like. This might be an art I can get behind. Yeah, really. I'm not good at art. Creative. And so really when you think about it, like culturally, we equate busyness with a level of importance, right? Like I'm so busy. I've got this, this, and this, and I'm running here. It's like, look at me. I'm just pretty much the president you know and it's like or or not even the president i would say like the queen you know like i feel like that's more even higher it's elevated very regal. It's way better than the president yeah. for sure to be the queen like come on and so anyways we naturally do that and really it's just not accurate you know that doesn't mean that we're so important i think honestly what i see a lot of time is is like or what i could see is like we're not planning well we're not planning our schedules Mm -hmm. well or utilizing our time well or we're just like stretching ourselves too thin and like we don't have boundaries in place and all of that and so earlier I told the girls we need to do less god bless and so if you're familiar with Trey Kennedy he (laughs) talks all about that and I appreciate that but (laughs) yes in the article something that I found interesting was it stated that by keeping busy all the time, we might be losing our ability not only to sit still, but our brains are actually being rewired, like hmm. chemically being rewired. Oh my gosh. Yes, hmm. because like not sitting still and being stressed and things like that. And so let me just like explain this a little more. So it stated that stress alters our decision making abilities, our memory, and our hippocampus. Specifically, when under stress, the dopamine levels in our brain and mm. the brain's pleasure circuit change and de-emphasize punishments or retractions from a certain action. Okay. So to give you guys an example, they're saying like if an addict remembers some like high that they had from like mm. a drug, right? They were like, man, this, I just remember being so excited and enamored with this. But at the same time, 
usually like when you remember like a high, you also remember the low, mm-hmm. right? But it's saying that there's like an emphasis of like they have a really high remembrance of the high. <laughs> That's like a little tongue twister here. <laughs> Without really considering the low that follows. So it's de-emphasizing uh, the low. Right. Okay. So like with how your the dof- dopamine levels mm-hmm. are changing in your brain. And so I was thinking about that and it's like stress actually increases like the possibility of a relapse mm-hmm. for individuals. But really furthermore, I'm like, yeah. could this be true of most things and areas in our life that aren't healthy? Right. So unhealthy coping mechanisms that we have, if we're like super stressed, are we more inclined just to like cling to those or go to those right away mm-hmm. without really weighing and considering like the consequences mm-hmm. that go along with it? You know, whether it could be like excessive eating or exercise or a need to control. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Like I was literally thinking like I will remember how amazing the bag of Doritos tasted. (laughs) But like I will forget (laughs) how it didn't actually leave me full but like didn't make me want to eat dinner, which was like actually going to help me. Right. And like. Right. You I were hungry shortly after yeah. and it wasn't substantial, <laughs> but you were like, weird Dang. in my brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those sweet, spicy chili ones yeah. that you like that oh, nobody actually likes. Know. Oh yeah. my God. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, but really I thought that was interesting. That's like so I, interesting. yeah. How it stress can chemically realter our brain or busyness too, you know? And so, but I think about like friends that I know that don't know how to sit still. So when we talk about sitting still and like the article talks about this, like, the art of doing nothing. Right. So a lot of times we say, Hey, go do something that's restful. And it's like, what does that look like? Oh, did you go on a walk? Did you Mm -hmm. go and meditate? Or I shouldn't use meditate. Actually, that's really good. Um, but like, (laughs) (laughs) did you go and garden? Did you go and whatever? It's always Mm -hmm. like rest is still doing something right. That's restful. But when they say like the art of nothing, y'all, they literally mean, go to your house, lay on your couch and l- do nothing. Stare at the ceiling, stare right. out the window, mm. reorient the furniture in your room to just like daydream, mm. you know, and like do nothing. And by doing so you were like producing, uh, like more creativity, also better problem solving skills. Like they've done research and it's shown that people, um, end up being more creative and, um, are more decisive even with their decisions. And so I'm like, man, and boost of energy. So like, just be idle, go and be idle. And that that's why they talk about that so much during the work day and whatever too, yeah. is just to like sit and be. And so I was like, wow. So when I have the desire to go home and lay like, oh, well, the way I say it is like lay like a corpse, which sounds really wild, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just or just to like be yeah it sounds very dark but let's go with still okay. I like that better <laughs> go and just lay very still and like do nothing and so that's really good for you mm. and so some tips to help you stop and just be mm. I have a few that the article mentioned mm. number one is make time for doing nothing and do it with a purpose okay mm. boom like I said reori- reorient your furniture things like that number two resist the culture of busyness go against everything that Americans say to do by just like working all day and then take homework and work some more. Mm, Like, no, go be present where you need to be present and decide what's important to you and, um, pursue that. 
manage your expectations. Liv, you mentioned that. Um, number four, recognize your environment at home or at work. Have your devices out of reach. Again, like our phones are right here at our hips. So we have the ability to go and do just about anything and be connected. Yeah. But we need to step away from that. And then number five is to think outside of the box. So this one gentleman mentioned that he literally challenged himself to live like a slob for a week. Oh gosh. Like he's just like a clean person naturally. And he was like, I need to break (laughs) these like constraints that I typically have and try to explore a different environment and a different lens. And so he chose to live like a slob for a week. Oh my gosh. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like and then to like be a big enough person up. to oh, try gosh, to do that. I, I don't think I can do it. Yeah, Ooh, wild. Man. So wild. we will put the link to this article in in the show notes, of course. But the case for doing nothing. Honestly, they argued the case pretty well for me. So after we record tonight, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go home and do nothing. <laughs> I love it. I like that, and I kind of want to do that too. And that's <laughs> such a good point. That like, when do you not do? Like, I'm trying to think of the mm-hmm. last time I literally didn't do anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I was always, if I was laying on my couch like a corpse, I was also watching mm-hmm. Netflix. Right. Or looking right. at my phone. something with Right. It. Yeah. Or listening to a podcast or, like. Mm-hmm. That's literally what I wrote down is when's the last time you did absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I wrote never. Right. Like, I don't know. Right. I mean, and that's, like, what my article talked about, too. It's just crazy to think about because our culture is so inundated with stuff and things and people and media and noise yeah and it's just like mm-hmm. how do you even like get quiet and mm-hmm. do nothing when it's like I agree like our case for like the case for doing nothing still typically when we say like we're resting it still has to be beneficial or uh-huh. productive mm-hmm. right yep. in some way yep. and I think a lot of what's not healthy is the language that we use behind mm-hmm. that when we're resting or doing nothing it's like oh well I was lazy or oh I was mm-hmm. unproductive mm-hmm. or whatever and sometimes it is okay to just be right. Like yeah. just be, mm-hmm. you don't need to be productive all the time. Um, and maybe it's being productive with your mental state. I don't know. You know, I would challenge that too, Dude, but it's like, cells, yeah, <laughs> but just not feeling guilty after, mm-hmm. you know, taking time and just, yeah, yeah. Sitting outside and staring at the trees, whatever, listening to the yeah. wind. Yeah. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, mine took a little bit of a different approach. Um, and, This article that I dove into was in Psychology Today. I really like Psychology Today. And it's a very short article, which is kind of my speed. I like things to be (laughs) very to the point. Um, And uh, it basically, it just gave three points on how to do less. Mm -hmm. Um, The article is actually titled, Why You Should Do Less and How You Can. Mm. Do nothing. Number one, Ooh. we'll just stick with that. Nixon, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the three things that this article pointed out, it was short, sweet, and to the point. Number one, explore what activities feel essential versus non-essential. Hmm. So I think this brings in a great chart situation, and I love a good chart situation. <laughs> um, so if you get a good list going of the things that have to get done, like um, – you have to be fed. You have to <laughs> put gas in your car. You have to um, pay your bills. Sleep. If you have a child, you have to be your child. You have to sleep. Yeah. You have to sleep. I'm talking <laughs> to you, the person that's like rolling their eyes. Um, 
And then the non-essential. And I would almost add another category to this, which maybe this is counterintuitive. But um, then there's things that have to get done, but you maybe do them too much, like cleaning. Because I put so Mm. many things in that. Yes, it is. You you do need to vacuum at some point. You do (laughs) need to mop at some point. You do need to clean your car at some point. But those are things that... I think there's another category for that where maybe you hold yourself to too high a standard. Hmm. Um, and then the non-essential things. So things that would fall into that might be certain relationships or um, certain volunteer activity, like volunteering mm-hmm. in itself is not essential. It is important. It's a good thing to do. It's not essential. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of different things you're probably already thinking of in these categories, but you make these lists. And then number two is eliminate activities that are not essential. Probably figured that one out before (laughs) I said it, but um, I think it's good to have that visual. And, and it made me think too about those seasons because I came out of a season where I had to look at some non-essential things and put some things in that category Mm -hmm. on the back burner. Mm -hmm. Um, So like certain relationships kind of had to take a back seat. Mm. My house was not vacuumed as well. (sighs) Um, Like, you know, there were some things that were a not right now. Um, so eliminate certain activities that are non-essential. And then the third one, my favorite, make space and create sustainable habits around activities. <laughs> favorite. Sustainable. <laughs> I think about that. <laughs> I love some sustainability. <laughs> um, but create sustainable habits around activities that you deem to be essential. So hmm. those things in that category of essential, how can you do it in a way that is going to be sustainable, that is going to give you energy, um, or that is going to at least de- detract the least amount of energy? Because I know paying bills doesn't give you energy. But um, how do you set those things up, automate those bills? If you can afford to have someone come and clean your house or deep clean your house every month or whatever, see if you can do that. If Mm -hmm. you um, can put up with maybe having your car washed only once a month or, you know, whatever, like how can you do this in a way that is going to um, give you the most amount of energy by the end of the day? Mm. So that is that. And I will link that in the show notes. Mm. That's good. Happy charting. (laughs) I think it's good too to think through those items of like things that maybe we think are essential mm-hmm. when we put it on paper, maybe aren't, or when we think through it a little bit more, it's like, ah, mm-hmm. is that though? Uh, so I think that's a good practice, just generally speaking, of kind of organizing those categories because you might find things that you're doing a lot are not actually essential and probably not giving you a ton of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Prioritizing that. And then even, I would encourage people, like if you have a, if you have a spouse, like discuss that, like share your list with your spouse even, Mm -hmm. or close friends that know you well, because sometimes I think things that we think are essential, even if it involves like, oh, it's for the benefit or serving of someone else, you may find out that it's actually not as important to them or they really, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not such a big deal. And so there's like freedom there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the article that I read through is called Why Doing Nothing is Actually One of the Best Things You Can Do. So obviously we talked a lot about this already, um, but I think worth mentioning again, just the fact that even when we're not working, so many of us feel obligated to do something productive. So you mentioned that earlier, Cora, and, you know, like even 
I'll be watching TV and I'm like, well, I should fold laundry, you know, mm-hmm. while I watch or I'm really tired. I'm just going to sit here on the couch, but I'll like watch TV while I'm here. I'll scroll through my phone, you know, I'm doing or I'll answer some emails or whatever. Um, and so it's like every second in the day we're looking for ways to be productive mm-hmm. and that's exhausting, mm-hmm. like absolutely exhausting. And it also really leads into like the workaholic behavior that our culture specifically in America has created and just deemed like necessary for, like you said, like that status mm-hmm. level. And I feel like a lot of the people we look up to are people who do a lot of things and fill their time with a lot of different things or so it may seem like from media. Mm-hmm. Um, but really that's not a good lifestyle. Um, and you know, something that I'm a huge proponent of is work-life balance. Like I think it's super important And this article article talks a lot about that. Um, you know, you've got that workaholic behavior, like checking your email during off hours or going into the office on the weekend has become more normalized and things like that. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. I totally have a separation between work-life balance, but I will say in my home life, I'm always like, okay, how can I be productive? How can I be productive? And just feel like I'm going around and around, like trying to make every second productive. And that's just toxic and it's not it's not helpful especially when you get to the end of every day and you're just like utterly exhausted in every mm-hmm. way it's like actually what might be more productive for my mental and emotional health is to not mm-hmm. just to stop just to do nothing like you said court mm-hmm. become a corpse and just lay there be a corpse, y'all. <laughs> that's the quote <laughs> might be a little too soon but like you know oh gosh practice <laughs> Yeah. And then something else that I found really interesting from this article kind of going along the lines of our work culture is that so many job postings list dozens of duties, dozens of prerequisites. Like it's basically three jobs in one. And like our culture is just so focused on like, okay, have all these things, do all these things, meet all these credentials. And it's like, no one can meet that. Like Mm -hmm. no one can do that. And I work in recruiting and I've been doing a lot of just educating myself and research and reading through a lot of different things. And I was reading something today that was like, your job postings need to be succinct, like list the main duties, don't get long winded and like maybe give time frames with like this much of your day will be spent doing this. This much will be mm-hmm. this. And then like move on. Like if you list, you know, two pages of bullet points of responsibilities, there's no way, yeah. there's no way anyone can do all that or like find that enjoyable. You right. know, that's such a good point because like, I like the list this is how much of your day you'll spend doing this because mm-hmm. I have read a ton of job postings and it's like, okay, well, am I mostly going to be doing this or this uh-huh. other obscure task at the <laughs> bottom? Yeah. Like, what are we talking? Is this like a once a month situation right. or like 50% or of every time? Day. Right. That's a really good point. Other duties as a sign. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was like, that's that, the that's last my one. Favorite. <laughs> that's usually the last one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anything we want. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever will we will be making lunch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 75% of your day will be. <laughs> um, well, and I love Olivia shared this on our stories. Well, it'll be a few weeks ago now, um, but the other day currently, and it was a quote from Adam Grant, which we've shared some of his stuff before, but it said for generations, we've organized our lives around our work. Our jobs have dictated where we make our homes, mm-hmm. when we see our families and what we can squeeze into our downtime. What if we reverse that and started planning our work around our lives? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so good. And like, I hope that our culture starts to shift towards that, especially with COVID and just like flexible work schedules and working from home. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's been some shift in certain companies, but you know, I do. It's like our, our work is not our lives. And like, yeah, yeah we spend a good chunk of our weeks there, but 
like we can't we can't show up and perform well if we're not like taking care of ourselves and if we're not having a life outside mm-hmm. of work. So anyway, another thing that I wanted to pull from this article and kind of going along with um, the education Courtney gave us earlier from her article, but this was a quote. So when we activate something in our brains that neuroscientists call default mode network or DMN for short, this allows us to connect new dots and come up with novel ideas and even assess ourselves Hmm. and the psyches in a new way. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be doing nothing to activate that necessarily. We accidentally Mm -hmm. trigger it all the time. Anytime you space out or mind wander Mm -hmm. during conversation or a task, Mm -hmm. you're tapping into your DMN involuntary, involuntarily, sorry. (laughs) Um, But when we come to and realize that our mind has been a million miles away, we typically force our attention back to the conversation or the task at hand. Mm -hmm. But what if you don't redirect your mind and like allow it? to wonder and like see kind of where it goes Hmm. um so I was like reading that and I was like oh my gosh is this what like inventors do you know the people who like have these insane ideas and like go on shark tank and are like this and I'm like that's brilliant and then they have (laughs) just allowed themselves to think through and just let their mind wander and are like this is what the world needs I need to invent this (laughs) I don't know whatever it is I need to invent Um, a silly band a silly band. That's oh, where gosh. somebody's mind wandered. No, too. yeah, that was a little <laughs> too <spinner>. much. <laughs> That's um, wild, though, because yeah, it's yeah. like if I were to just let my mind wander in a meeting with my boss, yeah, and just stayed there, right? Yeah, I'm curious how that would go. Yeah, <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> hold on, here's like, here's the box. Hey. You're fired. You know, like <laughs> yeet. You know, like okay. well, maybe not in the middle of a conversation, but maybe oh. when you're alone and you're like start daydreaming, and then you just stay in that space, right? Know? Like, don't break break from it so quickly. Yeah, but I yeah. do think that's interesting. So both of our, our articles yeah. back that like and yeah. really what is it the DMN DMN default like, mode network. I'm like that's that create activity piece and like the productive productivity oh my gosh tongue twisters (laughs) um that my article is talking about too that's really interesting well that's kind of like what people say my best ideas come to me in the shower yeah when is the one time where you're like Mm. you can't do anything you're not really really doing any i mean you're showering but like let's be honest of all the tasks you're doing during the day very monotonous (laughs) like the most monotonous yeah yeah, it's probably because, and then I remember too, my mom, when I would say that I was bored, she'd be like, good, that's when you're going to be the most creative is when you get bored. <laughs> she said good. That's yeah. what your mom would say. <laughs> like, you need to be bored sometimes. That's amazing. My parents' response was more like, good, I've got something for you to do right here. Oh my God. Go clean something. That's Go outside. Amazing. You know, and I'm like, great. Now I'm reorganizing the canned goods on the shelf. Oh my God. Shouldn't have said I was bored. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's bothering me. Like, what was the word I was looking for? Entrepreneurs, not inventors. I was like, I couldn't think of the word. And I, so I just said inventors. inventors. I, mean, I think that we need to swap like, the word entrepreneur. I just entrepreneur. went with Einstein. I, that's you went straight of, to Shark Tank. And I was like, <laughs> Albert Einstein? I but don't know. entrepreneurs is what I was thinking of with Shark Tank. Anyway. Okay. So to wrap up my article, a couple, I guess, recommendations, if you will, from the article. So obviously, like not all of us have the privilege and luxury of ample amounts of free time during the day, but the article recommends to try our best to siphon off just 10 or so minutes each day to just get quiet and Mm kind of see what happens. And also, I think like getting quiet 
means like totally putting everything away, like Mm. finding a quiet space and just, okay, like 10 minutes, we can do that. Set a timer if you want. Um, but really just allowing yourself to be and be quiet and kind of let your, your mind wander. And then they also say like, just ease into the process and do it when it pops into your mind at first, instead of scheduling it out every single day, if that seems like daunting, Mm -hmm. then just allow, allow yourself to do it when it comes to mind. Um, and then one other thing that they said, which I thought was interesting is listening to music doesn't engage the conscious mind, like a TV show or an article or a podcast, which can give your brain a break. And it also triggers the DMN just like mind wandering. Mm. Well, which I thought was interesting because as you guys know, I'm not a huge music fan. So like in the car, I don't listen to music. I listen to podcasts literally, or sometimes I will listen to nothing, but um, so I was like, interesting. Maybe I need to listen to some more music. <laughs> We're uh, going to need an update on this situation. Okay. <laughs> um, and then they said, the truth is we always have things we could be doing. If you wait until your to-do list or your reading list is at zero, you'll never find a moment to do nothing, which is very true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I am very much in the mindset of like, work hard so you can play hard, like get all your work done and then you can like Mm -hmm. enjoy it and and play. And my husband is like, let's play and then we'll work later. And then some people are like, let's play while we work. Um, and I think, you know, possible. (laughs) Courtney's like, no challenge that. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I think that's, those are all, I think everyone falls into kind of one of those categories and you know, with that, especially from the work hard and then play hard, it seems like I'm doing a lot more working than playing. And so it's like siphoning that off again and being like, okay, you know what? I don't have to clean my house today. Like I don't have mm-hmm. to mop the floors. Let's put that on pause and let's, you know, yeah. be, be intentional. And then the last thing is people feel guilty doing nothing or not being productive. And they might think it's selfish, but taking care of ourselves gives us the capacity to take care of other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And if we don't do it, we'll burn out. So reminding people all the time about that is important. Is kind of what the article Mm -hmm. ended on. So I'll link that as well in the show notes. But I think all good reminders of just getting some space, carving out time and I mean, it really is a mental break in the healing moment mm-hmm. for us, which is important for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That last one made me think my mother also used to say she was really Ginger good at this had a topic. lot of sayings. She uh, <laughs> is also a nine. So she's really good at like me with the like not doing as much sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that good with it because of everything I just said. But anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um, Ginger. I remember in high school, like people would invite me to do things sometimes. And I was just like, so stressed about the idea of doing it. I just didn't want to do it. And, um, she was like, you can say that you have plans. And I was like, well, like the first few times I was like, well, but like, I don't have plans. She's like, well, even if your plan is to hang out with yourself and like watch a show, that's a plan. You had a plan with yourself and she's a very upstanding woman. And so if she says (laughs) that that counts, like that's not lying, then it's okay. Then it's okay. And so I think that a lot of times if we don't have a plan that's actually with somebody else or Mm -hmm. something that literally has to be done, we're good at letting people infringe on things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so I like the, at the end where it was like, you've got to take time for yourself and that's not a secondary thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think there's also like such a great importance to just recognizing like 
where you are in the moment too, because it's like you may make and schedule plans out like two weeks from now, which is great. And you want to honor that commitment and keep your word and things like that. But also you have no idea what you may encounter Mm -hmm. that very week that just Mm -hmm. like, man, throws you for a loop or you are just not feeling it. And so I think that there also needs to be like, be bold and be brave to express what you need to people. Mm -hmm. And if what you need is to not hang out or, you know, still go through with that plan, whatever it may have been like for dinner or movies or whatever, then, you know, share that with that person and reschedule. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying like, go and drop your commitments left and right, because people (laughs) will see that like they're flaky, they're (laughs) annoying, they're this, this and that. But I do think that there's a fear of offending people Mm. with that too. And it's like, no, more than ever, like recognize what you need and advocate for yourself because Mm -hmm. you are going to be your best advocate. Yeah. 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 And if they really care about you, then they're going to be like, yeah, you say you need this. Great. This This is what you need. Yeah. Yeah, I want to support you in that. Let's reschedule, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And if they don't, then good riddance. Goodbye. (laughs) One less thing. (laughs) Oh my God. One less problem. problem. (laughs) Come on. Well, hopefully this was helpful. I think I learned a lot even just reading my article and then hearing both of y'all share because I'm definitely guilty of doing all the things and not resting. Um, So I think that is true (laughs) for me or for you. No, not for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true, Gavin. You need this. She said I second that for you. <laughs> Courtney's so like, yeah, me too. And Olivia's like, yeah, Gavin, get it together. <laughs> that's funny. Well, okay then. <laughs> uh, anyway, but thanks. So thank you guys both for sharing. And hopefully listeners, you took away some nugget of truth that you will implement and you'll stop doing all the things. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, feel free to subscribe to stay up to date on our latest content. Don't forget to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening from. And we'd love to hear from you. So reach out to let us know what content you want to hear in the future. This podcast is edited by Katherine Compo. Show notes are written by Olivia DeHart. And the podcast is produced by Courtney Tilford, Katherine Compo, and Olivia DeHart.